Hello, welcome to another episode of The Daily. Janice here. Today's episode is for Thursday, the 9th of July. There's election buzz going on. Everywhere I go, that's what I see and hear. That's what people are talking about. Tomorrow is D-Day and Friday, so yay, weekend is around the bend. As you go about today, we hope you will walk in love, that in your conversations and all you do and think, you may grow in gratitude and goodness, even as the Spirit of God enables you to do His will, whether at home or out, with your family or total strangers, that you will experience His presence throughout the day, and moments when you can pause and turn your thoughts towards Him and attend to His voice. Some of you might know the song Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. It came out around 1998, when I was in college, I think. There's a part that goes like this, and I don't want the world to see me, because I don't think that they'd understand. When everything's made to be broken, I just want you to know who I am. There's a desire in him, even if everybody else doesn't understand. He wants for his love interest to know who he is. In my teen years, I remember going through the motions, joining church service every Sunday with my mom. The people were sincere and interesting and the services were good, don't get me wrong. But doing that didn't hold meaning for me at the time. I would go and leave and that was it. Until one day, when someone prayed for me during a gathering, when he prayed, I felt as though God knew me. The person praying for me hardly knew me, but his prayer, the words that he was praying, somehow felt like God told him exactly what I was thinking and what I needed prayer for. You know how a lot of prayers impacted you, but you don't necessarily remember what was prayed? Not this one. I remember this prayer until today. There's something in us, a longing to be known that goes deep doesn't matter if you're a people person or you're more task-oriented. We are all made with this longing to be known. All our lives search for meaning, for significance, for direction, for love. If we boil it down, rests on the basis of this longing being met in one way or another to be known by God and known by others. Yet the conflict within us is that as much as we long to be known, we also fear to be known. We fear being rejected or disappointing people close to us or that someone might ridicule or show contempt. If they come too close, if we let them in and they know us for who we truly are because of the dark parts of us, parts that are ugly, our greatest fear is to be known and then not loved. So some of us learn to settle with being loved, but not known. A false sense of belonging, of being accepted, because it's comfortable, even though it's superficial. Brene Brown, an author and speaker who has spent two decades studying vulnerability and courage, says this, Belonging is the innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. Because this yearning is so primal, We often try to acquire it by fitting in and by seeking approval, which are not only hollow substitutes for belonging, but often barriers to it. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. 
I think she definitely hit the nail on the head there. The sublime, the glorious, is when one is fully known and fully loved. This is what it's like in our relationship with God. In Isaiah 43, we get this revelation of God who knows his people intimately. Despite the sins of God's people, and boy, did they sin. Because when you read Isaiah 42, it's apparent that they sinned gravely against the Lord. But the tone here in Isaiah 43, it shifts back to hope and reassurance. Beginning with the word but in verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And the following verses go on to reaffirm Yahweh's love for his people, knowing full well the ordeals that are up ahead of them, to speak comfort and communicate his unbroken love for them. This very God who created you and I, knitted us in our mother's wombs, who knew us even before our firstborn day, He loves us. We are precious and honored in His eyes. He calls us by name. Now how do you like that? And names are significant with regards to someone's character and identity. You see this in key events in Israel's history. When God names or renames people, people like Abraham, who got renamed Abraham and Jacob, who was later named Israel. For God to call Israel by name, it speaks of a new identity, of his protection, of belonging and adoption and destiny. It changes the phrase, you are mine, in Isaiah 43 verse 1, from a mere statement to an impassioned cry, you are mine. Let that make an indelible mark in your spirit right now. With God, Instead of, I just want you to know who I am, we can say, like this beautiful song, and I'm going to say it, sing a stanza here just to share it with you. I have a maker, he formed my heart before even time began. My life was in His hands. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And he hears me when I call. This song has always moved me when I think of it and sing it. It just resonates within. God, you know me, yet you love me. What a God and what a love. God knows us more than we even know ourselves. He knows what we're really like deep inside and he loves us still. That should totally shape us as a people, as a people of God. You see, one of the things we've been encouraging each other to do is to stay tight as a church family, haven't we? Yes, it can get draining our virtual gatherings, 
They provide an avenue for us to keep our relational rhythms and all that and manage working from home, but this online interaction thing is not the best platform. We make the most of it, while we know a lot of things are just so much better in person. Maybe it's been more than challenging to stay tight. And those of us with Life Group, it has taken some stretching to accommodate each other. Some of us are a bit worn out, zoomed out. I think most of us want to keep the relational rhythms going, but now in this phase when certain meetups are permitted, we're also figuring out between online and what's in person, so we're making adjustments here and there, and that's all good. But all that to say, whatever our adjustments are, friends, let's walk in the glorious truth that you are intimately known and fiercely loved by God first and foremost, but also let that sink in in terms of how we relate to each other as fellow disciples. As we grow in community, to be known by each other can be both liberating and fortifying. Liberating because it frees us from pretense, hypocrisy, fear of rejection or you know what people might think of us. Fortifying because it gives us the courage to speak our minds, grow in our true self, disagree about stuff, learn from mistakes, even speak hard truths in love. When we go deeper in our life together as church community, past the superficial belonging, despite the scariness and the discomfort of being vulnerable, it translates into God's grace that gives us the power to break free from all the entangles, to come clean, to address issues and overcome sin, to be healed, to share stories of victory, to face our darkest fears, to speak life into each other, to pray and love beyond ourselves, to, you know what, essentially and actually be transformed into Christ-likeness. There is no safer place to express who we truly are, including the dark parts of us, than in community that receives and extends this grace in Christ. We can celebrate being known by God, He who created us, formed us, and we celebrate each other. We tell each other, hey, I see you. I know you and I want to know you more. You belong. You're an amazing child of God. You're horrible at ultimate frisbee, but I still love you. That was not cool. Can you tell me why you did that? Or God has good plans for you. I want to cheer you on. In our staying faithful to the rhythm of staying engaged in community, whether it's you know, the church as a whole or in our life group or in prayer meetings and all that, I want to encourage you to dare to be vulnerable and give room for others to do the same. Maybe our discussions can go deeper, our sharing more vulnerable, our prayers more personal and bold and faith-lifting, our worship more heartfelt and our body language more present. Maybe we can be bolder to ask not superficial questions, but questions that require more honest sharing. Of course, that also means we're willing to be vulnerable ourselves. Maybe it means being more intentional in ensuring you can be fully present whenever you do meet up and not put up a front or being more willing to put ourselves out there, say what's on your heart, what's your struggle this week, what's a little victory to share. As we posture ourselves in this way, I am positive that those we interact with would feel safe through our actions or words or 
I mean, just us being us, that they would experience the grace to be liberated and fortified. They would feel secure because they are known by name and loved. It will come naturally because we embrace that God truly knows us for who we are and we're comfortable with Him knowing us. And so we're comfortable with others allowing themselves to be known intimately by God and by us. That is such a glorious way to do life together. Let's take a moment to just be still before God right now. I want to invite you to focus your thoughts on these words. I have called you by name. You are mine. Take a deep breath in. It helps to breathe in through your nose slowly and deeply and breathe out slowly through your mouth. Now take another breath in slowly and focus on God calling you by name. Now breathe out slowly. Now as you breathe in deep, breathe in being aware of God. He knows you, He loves you. Breathe out slowly. Breathe out your fears of being known, of not being loved for who you are. Breathe in again and receive God's heart for you, His care, His affection for you. And as you breathe out, now breathe out your shame, your condemning thoughts, breathe them all out. Now breathe in God's assurance of His love, His embrace for you. And breathe out, release any discouragement or rejection, let them go. Allow me to pray for you this prayer called Surrender to Love by Mary Curley. Loving God, you know me intimately. My fears, my inability to trust you, my grasping for those things over which I have no control, my blindness to the reality of your love and your presence, my stubbornness in never trusting the experience of your love that you continuously shower on me. I am a mess of contradictions. I want to witness to you while emotionally I'm locked in fear and anxiety sometimes. In your time, in your way, free me. Let your presence fill my prison until its bars burst open. Let your love give wings to my desperate heart. Let your gentleness soothe my ego's frantic efforts to control. Let your truth root my fluttering doubts. Let your light show my faltering feet the way. Let your banquet nourish my weakness into life. Let your faithfulness encompass and embrace me until I am transformed from a being bound by fear into a being transformed by love. In Jesus' name, we pray all these. Amen.
Well, we hope you've been enriched. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Daily. Have a great day. God's grace and peace go with you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.